and welcome to the SIL podcast group. I'm excited to bring you episode one by Ethan. Coach Cook and Coach T, do you guys want to introduce yourselves, please, for us? Hey, Coach, you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Coach Cook. I just finished my 26th year. Um, I uh, 20 plus years of um, college coaching in uh, NCA Division II and NEI, and then I spent a summer with the WNBA, and then I have been in athletic administration for about 20 years now. I've been an athletic director an associate athletic director. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> so it's great to be here, man. I'm glad we can pay it forward for you, Ethan. And Jade Holland, Coach Holland, you are, you're my brother for life. So anytime I can help you, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm indebted to you. So you're muted, thank you, Coach. Coach. And you also played college basketball too. So yes, just, I just FYI, we have two college basketball <laughs> players on this con. Conference and a long time ago, Coach Holly. <laughs> okay, Coach T, let's go for it. All right, so I'll, I'll, I don't think I was being recorded, so I'll, I'll try it over again. Uh, so my name is Tomas Thompson. Uh, I teach PE here at the Hillbrook School in Las Gatas. This is my tenth year and twenty-fifth year overall teaching PE. I've coached high school basketball for about fifteen years, both on the boys and the girls side. Uh, I played basketball a while ago at a uh, university of San Francisco Dons and uh, pretty excited. They're back in the NCAA March Madness this year to play in a uh, tough game against Murray state first round. So that'll be a tough one. And the winner of that will probably have to play Kentucky. So tough draw first couple of games, but like I said, excited to see him and uh, excited also to help Ethan today on his project and then uh, looking forward to talking to the coaches today. It'd be a great day. Wow. Super cool. So we actually have a lot of questions planned out uh, that we are going to ask you guys. So let's start off with some mental health questions. Uh, what can somebody do to stay mentally healthy, healthy while playing a sport? Any of you guys want to go first, guys? So Ethan, do you want to just call on, you want to just say Coach Cook or Coach yeah, D? Yeah, sure. just... Coach Cook, do you want to start? Sure. And can you, can you repeat the question? Sorry. How can somebody stay mentally healthy as an athlete? So it's a, it's a great, um, it's obviously the, the elephant in the room topic. And I think that staying mentally health is first for me, I'm a man of faith. So I think that, um, having your faith in Christ and, um, knowing that you're rooted in him, um, is, is essential in, uh, in the spiritual, um, battle that we do with mental health. Secondly, you have to take care of your body with nutrition um, and the things that you fuel your body with. So lots of greens, lots of, um, juices, lots of non sugars. Um, you know, I don't eat meat anymore, so I'm big on, um, you know, doing, uh, tofu stuff and just, just things that are naturally better for your body that, that stimulate your mind and your senses to have mental health. And then third, obviously with the spiritual and the food part, I'm going to, I'm going to put these two together. Sleep and exercise are the quintessential things. I think to the previous things I talked about, if you don't get enough sleep and you don't get enough uh, exercise, you cannot feed the fuel to 
um, those triggers, those mechanisms that, that make your body work and make your brain function and those endorphins that come out. So I think that those things are really, really important and, and, and doing all of those, not dropping the ball on any of them. So that, that's how, you know, I, we coaches have had struggles too. I've had my struggles during these last two years. It's, it hasn't been easy mental health wise. And, um, but doing those things, I, I think that we can, um, make things better for ourselves and others. Yeah. Well, that's a really good answer. Coach T, do you want to add on to that? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, is, is for athletes, I think sometimes that, you know, others think maybe that, that athletes don't go through mental health issues. And I think, you know, with the stress and the competition level, especially at higher levels, you know, there's a lot of uh, mental health issues possibly that are, aren't being addressed with student athletes in particular. And I think just, you know, for an athlete, or anyone going through mental health issues, you know, reaching out to friends, to family, uh, counselors, if you, you know, if you need that. And just knowing that, you know, if, if you're down or not feeling well, that there's, you know, a lot of resources you can take advantage of, you know, to, to help yourself, you know, out of that. And like I, with, with coach Cook said, I think, you know, taking care of your body, you know, eating right, exercising, which, you know, as an athlete or a non-athlete, you know, you should be doing all the time as well. And, you know, feeling good, you know, but, you know, you're going to have some days that are really good. You're going to have some days that maybe that aren't so great. So I think just kind of working through those and, and knowing that, you know, there's others out there to help you if you need it. Yeah, that's a really good answer as well. And Coach Jade, if you want to ask a question, feel free to as well. Also, I just want to add in on that one. Um, if you have somebody... If you have like Coach Cook, I, you know, me me being your lead assistant for a year and Coach T, me working for you, when you have somebody like me as a hothead that has somebody like you that keeps us down and keeps us calm, it helps people like me also. So that's just one thing. So I'm just saying you guys also play a valuable role as leaders, as people that we look up to. So um I just wanted to add that in there. So it works both ways. That's great. Yeah. So. The question is, what could change about someone's mental health if they get injured or can't play? Have you known anyone who has been affected by something like this? Start us off, Coach Cook. Yeah, that is, that is an unbelievable question because – I think you saw it with me um, and, and the things that, that, that happened with that. So even before I'm going to go back to pre COVID and um, you know, we, we didn't have, there's always been mental health questions and uh, awareness and all those kind of things, but not, it really heightened right during COVID because people were struggling. We were away from community, all these different things. Um, I had witnessed a couple things at CBU. We had a, 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 our leading score um, the first game of the year blew out as ACL and MCL. And um, it was his senior year. And I'll never forget it because he told me this story. And he started self-medicating, started smoking a lot of marijuana, started alcohol, you know, all those kind of things. And he told me it took him to a really dark place. Um, and I go back to, um, being rooted in Christ and our faith. He had told me that he was always using basketball as an idol 
and he wasn't rooting his life in Christ. And he was struggling spiritually with his faith. He was now struggling mentally uh, because everything was lost to him with this injury. He didn't know where his life was going to go and how it cycled. What happened was, is that he worked through issues through God sending him vessels of people to help him get concentrated and get on the right path. So he had direction of people getting him back spiritually. He had people getting him back through physical therapy so he could move his body. He had people getting his nutrition right. Um, and today he has a beautiful family, a beautiful physical therapy practice, all those things. If you don't, we, the precursor to that last question was spiritually, mentally, physically, nutrition-wise, sleep. It has everything to do with that stuff, whether you're injured or not. And when you have an injury and you're not rooted in the right things and everything depends on your body mechanisms working or you think that basketball was taken away from you so you don't have anything else to do that, you're going to be in a dark place. And so that question, Coach Holland, is one of the greatest questions that we're going to see today in sports because how you handle those adversities is going to be really important to your mental health. So I hope I hope I answered the question. Um, you more than answered our question. Yeah. And just to get back to it, how what 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 I what you guys don't know about Ethan? Ethan was my defensive leader um, in football, and he's not the tallest guy at all, and no, he's playing cornerback. No, Right. But 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 how many times did you you have to struggle with 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 being out on the island by yourself or me pulling you out of a game or are you having to tell other people where to be and and how to keep them mentally fit and how to keep them going and keep them positive? You know, and that's 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 why I that's why that's why I chose to work with you, because. You led by an, by example, just like Coach Cook does, just like Coach T does. You lead you lead with with examples, and that's why I'm so proud of you. And that's a great question. Ethan came up with all these questions by himself, also. Thank you. So you go with the next one to Coach T, uh, Ethan. Yeah. So, uh, what can somebody do to help a friend if they are struggling with mental health issues? What do you think, Coach T? That's a great question. I think. Um, if you know someone that's struggling with mental health issues, I think it's important for you as that friend, you know, to be there for them and to let them know that, you know, they're not alone. They can reach out to, you know, other friends, yourself, um, to coaches, to, like I said earlier, to counselors and just, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm relating this back to athletics, but, you know, knowing that, you know, sometimes in, in sports with competition and like I said, especially at the higher levels where, there can be a lot of stress about when you're losing or, you know, at the college level, you know, trying to perform the best you can to keep your spot. And maybe, you know, you're not playing really well or you felt like you let the team down, you know, the missed shot at the end of the game. Um, letting, letting your friend know that, you know, they're loved and, and uh, they're, you know, a great friend and you're there for them, win or lose. And, and just being there to communicate with them, I think, is really important. Another great answer. Coach uh, Jay, do you want to ask one about physical health now? Or? Oh, no. You know what? On that last one. Uh, I forgot one. Yeah. Uh, what can someone do to help a friend struggling? Um, uh, my question to Coach Cook. Coach Cook, you always have um, 
old coaches, old players. We were on Zoom meetings with old players from four years ago, three years ago, one year ago, two years ago, come coaches. They always reach back to you when they're struggling. Why is it that they, why is it that they come to you when they're struggling? And what is, what is some of the other, what are some of the key notes to help them through it? Well, first and foremost, I mean, like I just, you know, my faith coach home. So I, I, I'm so thankful and blessed to have um, God in my life. And I, I believe that he sends you people uh, that are, are so that you can pay it forward. And as coaches, we have such a huge responsibility to build relationships and build authentic relationships. So, and you guys, um, Coach T, you know this, Coach Holland, you know that when you're in that locker room for a year, you learn a lot about each other. It's, it's, I always say when you coach someone for a year or you play someone for a year, the culture within that locker room and outside the locker room, it's a, it's a unique setting for people and it's a family type thing. So you build these authentic relationships of trust. And so when people want to come back to you that you can pay it forward to, you can give great advice to, you can come alongside of them and put your arm around them. And you've had this incredible relationship because you've been through these incredible adverse situations. And now the last two years with COVID, we're, we're, we're dodging all sorts of different darts at us and different things. You got mental health stuff, physical stuff, um, financial problem, you know, whatever it may be. And so you have this incredible um, bond with people in that locker room and you're able to share those moments together and do that. And I always say that, you know, you may not always get it right now, guys, but five years from now, um, it, these situations will come back to you and hopefully be instilled in you so that you can have those qualities built into you. So you can come back for advice. You can come back for references. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, but I try to be humble, but I had multiple people already this year that we've helped get teaching jobs and police officer jobs. And these are all ex players that come to you um, and they trust you and you have that sense and that um, that awareness. And hopefully you have a name that can project and help people um, because that's really what it's about. It's it's helping people that have helped themselves and um, to send them out in the world with life skills. And um, that's a beautiful part that we have in, in coaching. And, you know, Coach Holland, I got the 80-20 rule. 80%, I think, are going to really get you and get it and get the program and the culture. Maybe 20% are going to fight it. And um, they may not get it right then, but even if they don't like the things that you're doing, hopefully they get it later and they really understand what you are trying to do, not only individually with them, but in a team atmosphere. And so I just think we have a great, um, unique setting as coaches and administrators to help others. And that's what it's about. That's great, coach. Ethan, go for it, buddy. All right, let's see. Uh, how do you guys think someone can prevent injuries? Did you guys do anything when you were athletes to avoid getting injured? Uh, Coach T, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, for myself, I, I, was, I was pretty fortunate to stay injury-free in, in high school and college, at least things that were out of my control. I, I would say, you know, like we talked about before, you know, really taking care of your body, you know, through, you know, weight training, uh, exercise, eating the right kinds of foods, 
Um, and, and also in just knowing your body, you know, if you start to feel like you're having an injury or, you know, if you do, you know, sprain an ankle, you know, you don't make it something that can turn into something, you know, worse and, and really uh, focusing in on uh, your, your body as a whole, I would say. Yeah, very Coach good. T. Yeah, do you want to I'm sorry, that? Ethan. Coach T. Yeah. Um, you and Coach Cook both uh, have Division One athletes as um, kids, which is super impressive. What is the one advice you would give to Ethan of, you know, how you guys handled injuries as players and how you expect the trainers to handle injuries of your kids now? You want to go ahead, Coach? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is a great question because I don't think that we, at this level, at the at the NCAA Division II level, at the NEI level, there, there may be different things. I've never thought that we've done a particularly great job of taking um, extra steps and precautions. We do things, and, and, and I love what we do. But I think it's just the necessary steps. It's it's, and it's not to make an excuse, but at this level, we're we, we're time crunched because of resources and gyms and those kind of things. So I'm always a little bit concerned about. We do have an influx of injuries throughout the year. We had injuries this year. Um, COVID is also um, we've struggled in the last two years because I don't think enough um, athletes have really gotten into the gym and taken care of their bodies and done that stuff so they get hit with having to do stuff right away like we only have a few practices and then we had to play games and that's tough on your body so um the main thing that i would say is um the nutrition aspect what are you putting in your body the sleep aspect and i think that if there's any way you can get to practice after class or before class or somewhat some somewhat throughout the day you need to do at least 15 to 25 minutes of extra stretching. The stuff that a student athlete goes through at this level playing basketball, because um, we play at almost a division one pace, we play division one schools, the, the, the body grind that you're going through, you've got to do some extra stuff on your, on your own. But if you don't eat right, you don't sleep right, you don't stretch right, you're in trouble, in my opinion. It's pretty much that simple. Very good. Uh, Coach T, what would you change about like the health precautions that are being used right now? Do you have any suggestions if you could change anything like that? Well, I think, you know, going back to the last question as well, I think that, you know, we're, I think now the, the measures that athletes go through are so much better than they were, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago when I played. I think we talked about this a little bit before with, with Coach Holland and yourself, Ethan, where, you know, back in the day when, when, we, when I played, I know, you know, if you, if you got hit in the head or you were feeling dizzy, you know, the expression was, you know, you got your bell rung and, you know, get back in there and, you know, and you know, be feeling dizzy is just part of the play. And we really didn't have anything to protect, you know, uh, the athletes. And, you know, even if you sprained your ankle, at least, you know, the some of the coaches that I played for, there was a lot of pressure to come back. I think, you know, I, I would I would say, you know, having my daughter now playing a uh, college basketball. I, I think that I don't think there's anything I would really change. I think that you know having the athletes protected is so important because of, you know of the injury, especially with concussions and you know the, some of these knee injuries that are happening, especially on the 
the female athlete side with ACL tears that you see so much more that maybe you didn't see 20 years ago. And, and I would say just, you know, stopping the overuse and, and maybe focusing on not having students, you know, at the younger levels playing all year round. And I know now with basketball, with AAU, you know, as soon as the high school season's over, you know, they're back to playing, you know, 50, 60, 70 games a year. And I don't think that's really healthy at all. So I would say if I would change something, I would, I would change the, the year round uh, athlete, you know, at a younger age, especially like, you know, high school age or younger and playing different sports as well. Yeah, very good answer. Coach Jade, do you want to ask a question or? No, you're doing good, buddy. You keep it up. All right. So have one of you guys gotten injured while you were playing sports? Uh, how did you recover from that? Is there like a process to recover and like go through therapy or something? Coach Cook, you want to start? Yeah, so no problem. I, I was really, really um, fortunate. Um, I only had um, some high ankle sprains, which were bad, but you know, you back in the day um, when we played, you just put it in a bucket and taped it up and went and played. And that's just how it is. You know, now, nowadays it's, it's pretty coddled and, you know, a high ankle sprain could be two weeks, whereas, you know, it's usually about two days or 20 minutes, depending on where your mental um, state was. And then um, I had really bad, um, I had some bad shoulders that I had to rehab and then some tendonitis from, from not stretching well enough with my quads and stuff. Um, back uh, when we played, we did a lot of outdoor playing. So you did a lot of cement playing um, and those kind of things. So it's a little bit tougher. The shoes weren't as great, um, you know, um, and, and those kind of things. So there's, there's a lot of really good things that the athletes have now with stretching capabilities, better nutrition, um, they don't play as outside as much, which I don't agree with. I think you should play outside and, 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 and get the elements and just, I think it's a, it's a really good different look for people. But, um, I was really fortunate. I didn't have to do a lot of rehabilitation, but I saw a lot of friends go through ACLs and MCLs and torn shoulders and those kind of things. And you just have to make sure you get to the right physical therapist and it goes back to the a redundant thing of taking care of yourself and getting sleep and the nutrition and making sure you stay with all the um, right things that the professionals say to get back uh, and going. But they, there's definitely a lot of modern technology that helped today. They have all those machine things that I have to wait for guys, you know, those all the uh, machine stuff that they use on their muscles and all that stuff. We, we didn't have any of that stuff. So uh, there's definitely some some good things that they um, that you have to to get back, but I also think that we we uh, we milk uh, injuries a little bit too much these days and days, and we're a little bit too entitled as a cult in culture and too afraid of of getting sued and different things and stuff. So there's a lot of different things you have to deal with now when you're trying to rehabilitate injuries. Yeah, very good. Uh answer there uh coach t uh how different would a mindset of someone who got injured be when they come back to play the sport again no you think you say it one more time i'm sorry uh how much different would somebody's mindset be after they come back from an injury to playing their sport again i, I think um you know depending on the injury i think initially you know you're you're not maybe going you know 100 miles an hour like you were before 
Um, you know, especially, you know, with, like I said before, with all these knee injuries that you see and, you know, the ACL tears and, and basketball and, the, you know, the bad ankle sprains. I think that, you know, there's two parts to that. Part of it is you maybe would slow down a little bit and you know, not be going, you know, so fast and um, knowing that with your, what your body limits are, limitations are. Um, and the, I think the other side of that is, is just, you know, realizing that, you know, injuries are, are part of the game and, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pressure now to, you know, especially the higher levels to get back into playing and whether it's from the coaches or you know, hopefully the medical staff is keeping you back, but just knowing that when, when your body recovers and you're ready to go would be the right time to, you know, to be back in action playing. Yeah, very good answer. Do you want to do one more question, Coach Jade? Um, yeah. Um, what would go with your question? Go with your question next. I, my, what I'm curious about is, I'm, I'm just curious about. They both have kids that played. Coach Cook's son played D1, and Coach T's daughter plays D1. Yeah. Um, there has to be something where they feel like, how do they, the, what's, what's the, what's the purpose of your, your questioning? Is it their mental? You want to know their mental states, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so is, is, for example, with, with, with coach Cookson, is his mental state better now that he's not at a D one program now that he's playing for you at an NAIA school and for coach T what has how has the mental aspect changed from his daughter from being a star high school standout out here in the Bay Area to now playing for San Diego? Hmm. So I'm really curious about those two questions. No, that's a great question, Jade. I think three I can I can answer that in the fact that you know my daughter you know played at a, a nationally ranked high school over here in the Bay Area at Pinewood School and played for two state championships, you know, started every single game since she was a freshman and uh, really excelled at that level. And I think, you know, this year it, it was, it was definitely, you know, a learning experience being a freshman and, and being on a, you know, a division one college team playing time was, you know, some games she would get, you know, pretty good runs. Some games she would get a few minutes, some games she wouldn't get in. So, you know, her mental health part of it was kind of figuring out, you know, am I doing something wrong? What can I do to get back in? Um, you know, and I think for me as a, as a parent and as a coach, I would try to help her as far as, you know, kind of, you know, you know, have her talk to the coaches as far as, you know, what, what she needs to do, you know, to get more minutes or what, what, or just basically to do it in practice, you know, but it was definitely a transition going from, you know, high school where, where you're a superstar to going to the college level where, you know, you really have to earn those minutes and, you know, and, and realize that, you know, that you'll be an upperclassman soon as well. And your minutes will come. It just takes some time. And, you know, being a, being a freshman playing college basketball is a, a great success in its own right. Yeah. So actually here's a question for you guys that you can both answer. Do you think it's more stressful knowing that your child is playing a sport that they could get injured in or more stressful when you played, you were where you got injured in? <laughs> oh, sorry, Coach Cook. Do you want to start? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I uh, by by far it was um, it would been been my son because um, he had a lot more riding on his career, I thought, than I did, and I and I did get 
to play some professional basketball at some point in my but but you're not thinking about the injury you're just playing and trying to get better and you're not worrying about that if you're worrying about getting injured while you're playing basketball you're not going to be very good so i was more um uh more on that side and i wasn't really ever injured i just know that if you blow your knee out or do that kind of stuff it was always in the back of my mind like please lord protect him and uh, but he's so durable and strong um there as he got older and bigger and stronger i thought that there was less likely chance of of him doing it we and we we trained him to be um uh disciplined every day you know um go to church go to class um please don't play basketball if you don't love it because it'll expose you don't do it because dad loves it do it because you love it um and so those kind of things you just when you give those things to god um, it just, it just gives you peace. So I, 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 I won't lie. It's in the back of your mind a little bit like Lord, you know, but there's also circumstances where if they do get injured that you can learn from adversity and you can learn and be better coming back. So, um, thankfully we haven't had to deal with a lot. He's got the same, you know, he's got dad knee problems and some shoulder problems, but nothing, nothing, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna affect him too much. Coach, do you want to add on to that? Or? Sure. I, I would say a little bit of, of both. I, I would say as, as a player, um, you know, I, I overlooked a lot of my injuries because there was so much pressure for me on my own self to get to the high school, to the college level. And then when I got to the college level, um, there was a lot of pressure to, to play well to get to the next level, which eventually I was going to play in Australia. I had a major uh, back injury and that kind of, you know, shorten my career a little bit. So uh, watching my, my daughter play, you know, it's also stressful. But like, like Coach Cook was saying, I think, you know, for her to, number one, have the love of the game and something that she really, you know, looks forward to doing and not because, you know, basketball has been such a big part of my life, but to see that, you know, how much that she loves playing. But definitely, you know, watching her, you know, it's, it's stressful at times because she's had some, you know, some uh, ankle injuries and she had a, concussion this year at the beginning of the season so it was I would say the stress level it would definitely be you know watching her play would be a lot higher than when I was playing perfect coach, coach Holland you want me to answer that mental health question on on us being a division one guy yes I would love for you to a a answer that question and Ethan will do one more question then we'll finish out and yeah, then my, only, my other my other only thing is, Coach Cook, this is off topic, Ethan, but um, Coach T, who was your coach at uh, your junior college level that went to go coach at uh, Cal State Fullerton? I just want to know if Coach Cook knows him. Uh, <laughs> Bob Burton. Bob Burton. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, hey, coach, that, coach Cook, that, that sells uh, enough in itself right there. Oh, my gosh. I got... Oh my goodness! Um, I was telling Coach Holland so many stories about Coach Burton. Oh, you are a man, Coach. Ethan, <laughs> if you want to know about mental health, oh. any anybody who played for Coach Burton, oh. is, and and Coach T played for him for two years. Oh. Two years. I yeah, tried there, to there, there, Coach Burton. I tried to witness to him. It didn't work very well. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's definitely a lot of the. Uh, he made he made me mentally tough for sure. The things yeah. that we had to go through, and some of those stuff you couldn't 
do as a coach today, but uh, we made it through awesome. something. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I have some great Coach Burton stories. He always treated me really well, though. I mean, yeah. he, when I was at that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, Coach Holland, I just want to, because these questions are awesome, and that was probably my favorite question that you would ask about that. Um, Austin went through a tremendous amount of depression and um, anxiety as he left out of state. Um, you know, he played at Powerhouse Damien, and a shout-out to them. They just won the state championship in D1 um, the other day, and he played for a, a Hall of Fame coach in LaDuke. Has a, I think he has 1,018 wins or something. And so putting him in that box at Division One having to go through depression and anxiety and mental health because you're not the man anymore, the weather, you know, all these things started, um, you know, um, be, being on his shoulders, very, very hard mentally for these. And I, I agree with coach T you get out of high school and you're a stud and you get to D one and you're just a, you're, you're a basic mediocre player sometimes. And so that plays with your mind, him coming back here, I had to deal with a little bit of that mental baggage to try to get his confidence back and, and let him know who he was again. And once that happened, he was surrounded with people that cared about him. The weather's beautiful here. He's super comfortable. He's playing for dad. You know, dad is hard on him, but he also knows that I love him and care about him. And he blossomed back into this um, beautiful mid-major division one player that we knew he was. But I think if he would have stayed, it would have been a really tough downward spiral. It would have been really tough on him. Some some people make it and they can they can get through it. And some people need um, a change of scenery. And so um, it worked out. Uh, but it, it was a process because there was some stuff that we had to work through mentally for him to find himself again um, to where he could be a high level player. And, you know, coach, this this league is unbelievably tough. So uh, it was great. But that's a great question. Thank you, Coach. And thank you, both coaches. Yes, Ethan. thank you so much. Hey, Ethan, uh, man, just want to give you a round of applause for, for <laughs> thank you. on this. What great you guys for coming. What grade? Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Ethan, what grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade, so I'll be graduating from Hilbert this year. You're on your way, big boy. You're on your way. I love it. Thank you. You've got a great spirit, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Coach. Thanks, and Coach Cook. It was great yeah. seeing you, Coach thank T. You, Coach thank Cook. you for thank everything you. you've done for me this year. Thank Coach you. Cook, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Ethan, thank you for helping me this year, my first year here. You guys all have done so much for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of SIL Podcast Group. That was episode one by Ethan. Check out our other podcasts by SIL Podcast Group. We hope to see you again.